What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus Opinions, your home for your nerd pop culture news and reviews. As always, it is I, your hostess, with the mostest, Adam Perez, and we are, in fact, back with a brand new episode review as we're going to be getting into Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 3, guys. We have, in fact, made it to Part 3, and I am joined not only by my handsome self, but another handsome gentleman over from the uh, over from the north, Mr. Indy Uchiha. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? Just chilling on Earth One in the Midwest, ready to break down this uh, part three of Crisis. Man, how are we? How are we broadcasting this show? Then uh, we have to be in the Nexus. We have to be. At, what's the place that's that's Sarah's? Uh, we're, at the, uh, we're at the, the vanishing, vanishing point. point. Yeah, yeah, we're at the vanishing point. Bringing this to you guys live. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it goes. That's what it goes. Keeping it A plus live from the vanishing point. Yeah, guys. So we are certainly here to go ahead and break down part three of Crisis on Infinite Earths for you guys tonight. Uh, a crazy episode, needless to say. A ton of great stuff that we're going to go ahead and break down for you guys today. Um, so just remember, guys, before we truly get into this, these are just always our A-plus opinions. We always certainly want to know yours. So certainly feel free to go ahead and leave your comments over in the live chat or in the comment section box below if you, in fact, joined us after the live stream. And of course, if you love the content we're providing for you guys here, hit that subscribe button, give us that thumbs up, and then follow us right here on social media at A Plus Opinions on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, man, any who's over in our, our our live chat right now? Let's see if we can give some quick shout outs. Uh, we definitely got I Lost My Jacket, who uh, gave us an amazing shout out right here. I'm going to go ahead and put this up. So I spent all last week catching up on the current scene of the Arrowverse and wanted to watch uh, since review some reviews of my fave episodes. And this is the best review channel I found. You guys are amazing. Hey, that's awesome. I love uh, I lost my jacket. I really appreciate that, man. You know, we really do try our hardest to uh, just just try and be as real with you guys as we possibly can be as honest and open with you guys uh, and just give give you guys really our, our opinions on these shows. And uh, re regardless if you agree with us or not, we certainly want to be respectful to your guys's opinions as well uh, and just really create a fantastic sort of fan community where everybody can certainly feel safe and given their own thoughts, regardless if people agree or disagree. Uh, but listen, to, to know that somebody out there certainly appreciates our work, we definitely do appreciate it. I I've lost my jacket. So thank you very much for those kind words, man. We appreciate that. Most definitely, most definitely. Guaranteed appreciate that. Uh, we got Edward Sanchez Productions in here. We got uh, Hassan's in here. So, yeah. <laughs> of course. Coming through, coming through. Um, all right, guys. Well, hey, let's just go ahead and dive into it. Oh, Daryl popped in last minute along with uh, RGD for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and break this down, man. Um, India, I got to ask, dude, first and foremost, I personally really love this episode. Um, if you ask me out of the three crisis episodes that we've gotten so far, this is by far my favorite. Um, there are some weak points in here that we'll definitely go ahead and point out, but there's just so much goodness. Um, I, I really love the further depth of the storyline that we wind up getting in here. Some brand new introductions to some characters, some crazy twists and turns at the end. Um, I mean, it it's everything I truly wanted to kind of see happen when it comes to crisis. Um, we're three parts in, and honestly, I've been really satisfied with this, uh, this season so far. So, um, part three, an an another fantastic, uh, episode this week. What, what did you think though, Indy? Um, part two is my favorite episode. Uh, part three is by far my most inner, the, the episode that had me most entertained. Uh, when I go back, cause I, I just sat here, like I, we just sat here, I watched part three and then I skimmed back through it. Um, there's definitely 
a lot of highlightable moments to talk about in episode uh, part three. But part two just had me guessing the most, you know what I'm saying, play with my emotion the most, uh, had the best character build and stuff to me. It was just, uh, but it was like the bulk of the story for me was part two, but part three was very entertaining. No, I definitely, uh, I definitely understand where you're coming from there, man. Um, yeah, we definitely had a ton of fantastic moments in here, whether it be just epic moments in general or just even between some of the characters. Uh, what's so funny, man? What's got you laughing over? Somebody say something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, RGD has Superman ruined? Has CW ruined Superman's legacy, making Tyler weak? <laughs> It, it was. It's funny you bring that up, RGD, because literally we were just sitting here watching the after the aftermath show a little bit. That's hosted by Kevin Smith, and they they do like a in memoriam, sort of like a little paying little service to people that have in fact passed away. Uh, in in the in each episode, and so the first person they bring up is Brandon Routh, and it says Superman, right? And then they go through like one or two more people. Why, when Tyler's name comes up and his face comes up, it says. Other, other Superman. Superman. <laughs> like, he's he's a Superman. Like it's just Superman. Why is it gotta be they, Tyler's the other dude? Like they could they could at least put like Earth thirty eight Superman, Superman or something, something like that. Other yeah. Superman. Like oh, just nah, that other guy. No, nah, but I, I I get it. Like different. It's not that it's making him seem weak. It's just that different Superman from different Earths had different power levels. I mean, if they brought in Superboy Prime, he would have made everybody in this show look weak. It's just different. <laughs> it's different yeah. things like that. So I, I get it because Ty Tyler's character really is more similar to how Smallville character is. He's more about family. He's not. He yeah. doesn't even want to wear the cape. He wants to be able to walk away and just go be a normal person. And like right. like you said, he's been on Argo City. Hasn't been able to take in the um, solar rays from the yellow sun. So he's not going to be as powerful as somebody who's been sitting on Earth soaking in all the rays, you know, for well, now, now I feel like I'm just kind of giving him excuses. Now I feel like I'm just giving him <laughs> excuses to get by. And I'm like, hey, man, listen, I've watched three episodes of your, your performance, bro, and everybody's beating you up. Um, but I will say this. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say CW's ruined Superman simply because of the fact that they're giving this man his own show. Right. I mean, right now, at least they're planning on in development as a Superman and Lois uh, type of show that hopefully if, if everything, if, if facts does get picked up, uh, I think they'll probably be using that opportunity to go ahead and actually build him back up to how we certainly uh, expect him to certainly be. But I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, watching this season, it, uh, watching this series in general, it does make you worry a little bit about Tyler. Because honestly, anytime Brandon Ralph's on screen or they're both on screen at the same time, it, it's kind of, it's almost embarrassing to watch. It's, it's really hard to watch sometimes. Cringeworthy. I feel like Tyler's used to it by now. It's like every show he's on, the person that's up under him becomes more powerful than him. So it was the same. It was the same thing on Team Wolf. Like he was an alpha, and then he all of a sudden turned into a beta and had to answer to somebody else the entire rest of the series. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, I, I, will, I will say this. I I personally do like the Tyler Superman. I, at least from his moments over in um, the Supergirl series, I have enjoyed how they've used him over there as well. Um, so we'll see what happens with this ca character going forward. I, unfortunately, we did see the demise at the end of this episode. By the way, guys, spoiler spoiler alert. All right, spoiler alert for you guys guys are watching this particular review we are going to be breaking it down for you guys uh pretty detailed so uh, i'm look at the end of this episode we do see that earth one uh winds up kicking the can also and that also includes everybody technically on the satellite that wasn't sent away by pariah so that also includes tyler uh who didn't make it out of here but uh, 
can we talk about the ending though for this week's episode how we wind up having our seven paragons transported to the vanishing point by pariah and just when we think everything is certainly safe and fine we get to see the death of another superman here and brandon routh who's one of the paragons and lo and behold who's at the center of it all lex luther man who let him out was it who let him (laughs) out I have a feeling that when he had the Book of Destiny in his hand, flipping through the pages, seeing the visions, he's probably like, rip, and he just takes it for himself, writes on it, and puts it on his in his back pocket. So when that moment does happen, he, right place, right time. And listen, I love John Clark. I, I just want to have the floor for a minute because consider the fact that I saw him on Supergirl, I loved him on Supergirl last season. He was one of the really saving graces for that season, although for the most part, I thought the season was actually pretty well handled. But man, the addition of John Cryer's Lex Luthor was so fantastic. He's got his own personal sort of take on the Lex Luthor character with the hint of like Gene Hackman-esque sort of Lex Luthor vibes that I mm-hmm. wind up getting from John Cryer. And so the fact that this man, like... <laughs> One, it certainly surprised me, but if anybody's going to pull off something like that, it's such a Lex Luthor move, right? And it's just ripping the page out and literally writing your hand, like writing writing your signature on something. So uh, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, It definitely certainly a twist um, because now I'm trying to figure out how much has he actually jacked up their plans or is this something that the monitor has seen coming a a mile away, right? Is this one of the visions that you think the monitors had? Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, I can't tell you, and he's dead, so I can't ask him. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but even if it was, as long as there's seven paragons, it shouldn't be an issue. Ish, so, you know, he just replaced himself. He wrote it in the in the Book of Destiny or whatever and made himself a paragon. So I, I really don't I really don't see an issue. And I kind of felt like it was slighted for Tyler not to be a paragon to start off with. But I guess since Supergirl's the paragon from that earth. Uh, you you know, it, yeah, it was kind of weird. I agree, and I think we kind of talked about that too when when we when he was announced. I was like, wait, because we talked about that in, in part. Yeah, our, our two review was like, bro, you have got a Superman right there, and he's like, right. no, this other guy on another planet. Well, well, they needed they needed the Superman that actually went through all the hurt and all stuff that like stuff, that right, to, because, to, to right, be exactly. thing. So, so I understand that. But if you think about it, it, yeah, if you think about it, Lex has been through a lot too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lex yeah, has lost a lot. Shot by, yeah, and he got shot by his, his sister. <laughs> so it, 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 I guess he could be that. It's just weird seeing. Well, I mean, Lex has been truthful the entire time. Like he tells you what he wants when he wants. So maybe he can be the paragon of truth. He's gonna keep it real. You just might not like what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So he probably fits that to the T. Uh, and again, it, it is just one of those things. Like, hey, if if anybody's gonna pull it off, it's such a it's such a Lex Luthor move. Um, that that I absolutely absolutely loved it. Now they just have to stop um, Supergirl from killing him. That that's really it. I'm glad Batwoman <laughs> has that kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's gonna be fascinating to me i didn't even contemplate that that lex luther and supergirl are now in the same room together uh um, yeah I, I have no idea how that's even gonna happen um okay let's um let's let's go ahead and point out some of the cameos that we wind up getting here this week uh because we because <laughs> we wind up pulling out uh, very from the very beginning here man birds of prey from the 1990s show uh pop, pop back pop back up here ashley scott who played the huntress winds up showing up uh, were you surprised though that Rachel Scarston, who plays Alice on Batwoman, that she didn't come back as Black Canary? 
because she played Black Canary in the Birds of Prey show. It just feels yeah. odd to me that they didn't use her like that. Yeah, that that would have been pretty cool, but it could have been a thing where they were trying not to confuse people. You know what I'm saying, and what was going on. So, man, but that 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 I was looking for it. Like when I when I saw uh, Huntress pop up, I was looking around like. Is is she talking to Black? And I heard her say Oracle. Oracle. I'm like, she's not yeah. talking to Black Canary, man. <laughs> I got really excited about that. And it had been a cool tie-in again to what's going on with Batwoman. But I take it for what it is since it was only like 30 seconds before she fried. Before, yeah, it was a, definitely a quick cameo. Just reminded me kind of like of the Burt Ward stuff that we got in part one, right? Like they're, they're pretty much there for fan service. But it's still freaking cool to see, honestly. Yeah, and at least we know now uh, we should be done, unless they bring worlds back, we should be done with cameos for the immediate future because they're like the last ones alive. <laughs> I mean, I, I, we, who, who knows, man? At this point, I mean, I feel like Mark Guggenheim still has some people up his sleeve that he's yet to announce. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get maybe one or two more surprises by the end of the this yeah. crossover. Hey, they doing the dang on thing, man. This 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 crossover. I mean, talk about another uh, cameo that kind of blew me out of the water that took me by surprise. Heard a theory about it, but I didn't. I honestly didn't expect it. Lucifer uh, winds up winds up coming. Uh, so Lucifer had his own show on regular television and then moved over to Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, clearly he's got the connection with Constantine, especially from the comic books. Uh, they've never really referenced, especially over in Lucifer, any sort of connection to the Arrowverse whatsoever. So. I mean, how surprised are you uh, at the idea of Lucifer now being on here? I, to be honest with you, after I saw it, I wasn't surprised at all. But I was yeah, very, very saw, happy. Yeah, after you saw yeah, it. I, yeah, after like, I saw it, I was like, right? it makes the most sense in the world. Because I'm, I'm one of them that's begging for a Constantine show that has Lucifer and stuff included. Since, Lu since Lucifer ended, you know what I'm saying, over on Netflix. Right. Uh, that that would be a way to bring that character back. And Constantine deserves his own show. That's why I'm so happy that he's included or was until he died included in this crossover it makes sense to me so man I, I don't know that was like honestly hands down my favorite cameo so far was that because i was such a fan of that show it was incredible and it just it just got me to to like my eyes got big and and the big thing about it was he was on earth 666 yeah, it oh, made perfect sense. Uh, I was, when they got there, I was like, that's interesting. Uh, Caleb, 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 Caleb Richards, he just corrected me. Lucifer has, actually has one more season left. Oh, very I'm, nice. I'm, get, I'm getting ahead of myself. It was Gifted that was canceled, not Lucifer. It got one more, it got one more, one more season left. But, uh, yeah, so I, I was... Uh, absolutely thrilled that he wind up popping up and you're right that the fact that he has a connection to constantine i mean goodness they could they could use this one little moment as like a backdoor pilot for like a future spinoff or something like that for constantine because i love their chemistry immediately on screen together just how they were just kind of going back and forth at each other and things like that it just really added a little bit more depth to that particular realm of the Arrowverse that we don't really get exposed to very often mm -hmm. um unless you really watch legends of tomorrow but it I, I do want Matt Ryan to return as Constantine and actually have uh, his own show. I, I feel like it's very well deserved, especially after uh, his first attempt at one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that one season we got of Constantine was incredible. I don't understand why. I guess I think it was the time slot that actually heard it when, when they had it on. But he was Constantine to the T. The only thing he was missing was the, you know, what I'm saying the cigarette smoking. But you don't really need that. It, it was it, it was really good, and I'm just glad that he got he was able to shine in this crossover since he's been a such a prominent figure on Legends of Tomorrow. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you there, man. And look, so Lucifer is brought into this particular episode to really focus on the Oliver Queen storyline that it kind of continues and trails through this crossover event. Um, We do get to see that Diggle is now back on the ship. Uh, They wind up actually getting him. um, And he had the reaction that we certainly expected Diggle to definitely have. Um, at the loss of his friend, clearly anger, frustration, um, uh, uncertain as to really what kind of comes next. Um, but him and Mia, I think, tag team with Constantine and the attempt to go to purgatory in order to get Oliver's soul back because um, they've revived his body. Right. He's in the crazy kind of monster mode, um, but they need his soul back. And so that's the reason why Constantine approaches Lucifer to go ahead and actually get access to purgatory. Um, and in the process of going there, not only do they find Oliver Queen, but that's where we get ourselves. I don't want to say another cameo, but at least an introduction to a brand new character and Jim Corrigan, who actually plays in the comic books, the, the specter, specter. Um, who was a big, a fan- who yeah, was a big, big, part, big of part of crisis. Yeah. And, um, so we actually heard this theory from turbo studios, I think yesterday or the day before, um, that he had heard about this particular theory that Oliver Queen could come back as the specter. And that's exactly what happened here. Uh, we get a brief introduction to Jim Corrigan. He kind of explains himself, tells Oliver Queen, he's the next man up, uh, and Oliver Queen kind of very easily accepts. Uh, how do you feel about the idea of Oliver Queen kind of being the new specter of this, uh, DC television universe here? Uh, I like it. It's something where Spectre, like we were talking about earlier, Spectre isn't a character that has to be around all the time, but it's something that can give us a Stephen Amell cameo every once in a while. Like, like to pop up, because Spectre is almost like a character like the Watcher, that you only see him uh popping up every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, he like 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 we were saying before, he kind of has this omnipresence sort of thing, you know. Like he, you know, that he's probably always watching, knows certainly what's kind of going on. Um, but uh, I see, yeah, so it, it allows Stephen Amell to certainly still be a part of the Arrowverse. Uh, and I guess if they ever need Stephen Amell to kind of come back, they can kind of use this in a sort of trippy uh, sort of fashion, in a sense. So that I'm perfectly okay with, especially considering the fact that we know that if that's if Oliver Queen is in fact now the Spectre, he truly is going to have an even bigger role um, in regards to the crisis on Infinite Earths and how it winds up wrapping itself up. But I will be honest with you, man. I actually, I actually don't know if I like the way that this was executed. Um, like if I had my if I had any issues with this episode, I feel like this was just very rushed to me. Um, the fact that we're kind of in purgatory. This guy that we don't know comes from behind the bushes. Hey, guys, I'm Jim Corrigan. I'm the specter. I used to be a cop, so and sort of sort of thing. Oliver Queen, you're the next one up. You need to take on to this particular mantle. And Oliver Queen, who immediately, like, first off, when he, when John Diggle confronts Oliver Queen, I was honestly expecting a little bit, if it's, it to be a little bit tougher than that. I mean, some, some actual convincing or whatever the case may be. But it, it Oliver Queen got his consciousness and his memories back super quick. And then from that particular moment, then it's like, hey, you need to become the Spectre. Okay. And then he becomes the Spectre, and then people are gone. And I, I, for me, I just feel like it probably would have had more impact, honestly, if in parts two and three, it was just Oliver's journey. Almost like his consciousness after after his, his physical body is dead. And him kind of walking down a path to maybe meeting Jim Corrigan and sort of accepting that particular mantle as 
the new Spectre. Whereas this it just felt rushed. Like episode two, we got to get his body back alive. Episode three, we got to get his soul alive and then change him into the Spectre. I almost would have liked that to have been a more personal journey for Oliver Queen after he sacrifices himself. Um, and then maybe go along that sort of spiritual path that leads him to becoming the Spectre. And then you probably could have used everybody else mourning or whatever the case may be for Oliver Queen or getting them more included in the other storylines or whatever the case may be. For me, it just felt the execution of where they wanted to take Oliver was just way too quick. And I, I really wanted to see that develop a little bit more for me. But what do you think, though? Uh, I definitely understand what you're saying, but... Uh, I looked at it from the perspective of everything Oliver's been through to get him to understand what destiny is and that he can't change destiny and actually going with the flow. So uh, him having these talks with Diggle, having these talks with Mia about um, this needs to happen. This is what has to happen in order for, you know what I'm saying? Things to happen the way they need to happen and him just letting go, not trying to fight to live. So I could see that carried over into when he has a being in purgatory because no random thing is going to show up in purgatory. You know what I'm saying? Right. To try to, but explain to him, uh, who he is and that it's his destiny. You know what I'm saying? To carry on this thing. I could see why he just go, yeah, okay. Because he already lived his life, you know what I'm saying, let go, and he was already okay, you know what I'm saying, with his death. To be honest with you, I'm surprised he wasn't mad they were trying to bring him back to life. You know, but he was oh, probably Yeah, I get that. Yeah, he was probably just happy to see Diggle. You know what I'm saying? Diggle was upset. So I, I don't see the issue and I feel like we have more of that coming, especially when we get to the arrow episode and uh part four. I feel like we have more of that coming. That's why I'm not worried about it. But um, as far as it's happening too quick, no, nah, because I feel like we're going to have a backstory of who the Spectre is and why Oliver is the one who's chosen maybe in the Arrow episode. I mean, I hope they give a little bit more of a backstory for me. And I mean, just because I, I would have liked to have seen that explained. And I get the fact that you mentioned, you know, Oliver Queen has kind of already accepted what his fate is going to be. But for I, I guess it would for me, I guess it just would have been more impactful if while he accepted that aspect of himself. Once he dies, he does wake up in purgatory. And like you said, have somebody like the Spectre kind of come and guide him. Uh, that's something that I, I would have liked to have seen in part one and then eventually developed into part three of him understanding that yes while i have accepted that this is in fact my death and this is my moment maybe i have to also accept that there is still a higher calling for me that i'm still meant to certainly help out my friends in some capacity and this is the next step for me so I, I, yeah i guess they could have certainly have gone it either way but for me i just w i just wanted it to be a little bit more impactful because i felt the specter stuff was kind of uh rushed uh, but hopefully like you said hopefully we do get some explanation in regards I, to that going forward i'm just trying to cut the writers some slack uh they got a lot they try they got a lot they're trying no, to I do i get it no I, no I no no. no but i i'm totally no i totally understand what you're saying i was just trying to give i'm just giving a different point like i agree i agree with you i don't think you're wrong you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel, yeah, I feel it, either way to put in this episode. Yeah, yeah it would either been good. But I think they want you to harken back. And I think that's one of the reasons why they were uh, for uh, is it backshadowing or foreshadowing when they go when they take a yeah, when they take a look back on everything Sarah's been through 
and how she was brought back and the journey she made oh. and where she's at before they even go into this thing with going to purgatory and getting Oliver. Why they highlighted Sarah so much made her the paragon of destiny. You know what I'm saying? Of who she is. I, I think they was just, all right, we can harken back on that to let you kind of foreshadow to what's going to happen to Oliver. And I, I think they just think that their viewers are smarter than what a lot of us are because we got a lot of stuff wrong. And <laughs> because it's a lot of stuff I got to watch once or twice, like, oh, now I get it. You know, I think they're trying to cut us the benefit of the doubt, but I totally understand what you come for. It, it'd be easier to take in if they if they do it that way, because it, it, it just makes you feel a lot of us are wanting Oliver, this whole thing to be Oliver's journey because he's such a big part of it. And we want to see more of why he's going from point A to point B. But I think the way they're telling the story is they're not giving it to us linear. You know what I'm saying? They're giving us all the parallels and they're zigzagging back. They're giving us important details. And then they're pulling the curtain back on everything else later. Yeah, I guess for me, it doesn't feel like it doesn't even feel like anymore like it's it's Oliver's journey. It feels like it's become more of a journey for Mia and Diggle at this point. Yeah. Like if it was if it was if for me, if they really wanted to make it Oliver's journey, then we would see that sort of spiritual walk of Oliver Queen taking to become the Spectre. Whereas this is this feels very much just more like everybody else trying to either cope or really deal with everything that's happened with Oliver here. So again, I, I have really enjoyed the crossover event for sure. It, it, that's just something in this week's episode that just kind of threw me off a little bit. But um, um, so we wind up finally getting Cisco and the rest of the gang here uh, this time around. They're finally on the wave rider with us um, and they wind up finally being able to locate the other paragons um which the other three paragons they go ahead and noti uh, notify us of the flash like you called that he would certainly be one uh we also got john uh the martian manhunter himself which uh, we had no idea which we had no idea <laughs> yeah, like we did we, yeah I feel, we, I feel like we threw that out there but uh, we weren't we weren't convinced that he was going to be one yeah because it was like dude he's standing right in front of you and like and then also yeah. we got Ryan Choi, Choi. himself, yeah. the brand new Adam that's going to be there. So we found our three new uh, Paragons. And I got to say, man, first off, that was way too easy. And two, I feel like I'm at this point, I, I can't trust the monitor for anything, man. He can't see anything that's clearly in this guy's face whatsoever. I'm like, come I think, on, guys. No, I think it's the fact that he knows, but he can't interfere. He can't he can't really interfere because it could, ch it could change the course of destiny. It's, it's some of the things like... Uh, when people die, I was like, I, stuff has to go a course for certain things to happen. And he could see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I, I really feel like he like he knew he's going to die. and But he knows he has to die in order for things to happen. But he knows it has to play out. So he has to just play dumb. I just... I, just, I feel like everything this guy's told us... Or well, not everything he's told us. But I just feel like... At this point, I'm just like, I don't even know if I can trust anything this guy tells me, man. Well, I feel like he tells them that to make them go a direction they need to go. But it's it just reads better in the comics than it plays. You know, yeah, then he's then they're playing it on TV. I really this episode, I feel like Jonathan Hickman wrote this episode. That's how it really feels to me. <laughs> like we have to wait three issues to understand what the heck is really going on. 
for real. Um, and we also in this episode wind up getting ourselves the birth of Vibe once again. Vibe winds up coming back, which I thought was really interesting. Like I, I love the I love seeing Cisco in here. The fact that he's already given the anti-monitor's name uh somehow I thought was pretty funny. He's like, is that too late to change that name? Can we uh can we go back and do that? But uh it is cool seeing the monitor give Cisco back his abilities, even though we clearly know he that didn't he want him. Didn't want he definitely whatever. didn't want him. Uh, but clearly understands that, hey, you, you have a much bigger reason for certainly being here, right? So, um, and it, it turns out that is in fact the case as they wind up locating exactly where the anti-monitor sort of base was at. Um, mm -hmm. I guess they call it the anti-monitor chamber. Um, pretty much, I guess it's in the middle, like in between the two universes, as I believe is what they said. Um, so we get to see who's down there with them. Uh, we've got um, Killer Flash, Frost. Killer Frost. I believe Pariah, right? And Pariah, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. For, for right um, then. So then once and, they and get Pariah. into... Yeah. yeah, for right then at that moment, yeah. Um, so then once they get into the, um, the chamber, this is when they notice the 90s Flash. Flash from... Was that Earth ninety? I'm assuming that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, and um, and the suit um, the suit looks so much better than it does. The, it just looks better right now than it ever has on any episodes of the Flash. I don't know what they did or what camera they were shooting with, but this is the way this suit should have looked every time. Yeah, for real, for real. I absolutely loved it. Um, and we see him actually on another uh, on a treadmill running as fast, and we come to find out that he's actually one of the power sources for the antimatter wave that's currently going. Um, which I which we also come to find out that Homeboy's been captured since our Elseworlds uh, our Elseworlds <laughs> crossover event that we had last year when the Monitor wind up snapping him up, sort of thing. So um, I believe they said that the first test run that the Flash took was the destruction of Earth Two. Was mm -hmm. that wave that we wind up seeing, and then once, and, and then this huge antimatter wave now is his weapon sort of fully developed, uh, and then this is where we kind of get that predicament here, where we get, um, I believe they Cisco uses his vibe to get Barry Allen of Flash ninety uh, Earth Earth ninety out of there. Um, I, I love this scene between them here, like this this whole pretty much final stand, I guess you could say, at the anti monitor chamber, mm -hmm. uh, where we get not only. Barry Allen of Earth 90, but a surprising showcase of uh, Black Lightning. What did you think about just that scene in general? Uh, coming off the episode of Black Lightning, I thought it was really cool how they tied that in. Um, I like the fact that um, Mr. Lightning himself uh, wasn't trusting the people immediately when he came out because like, he tried to take Barry's head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what is going on with all these costumes, man? Who are you, all you people? Yeah, yeah. People in costumes normally attack me, you know. Like, <laughs> like I'm not used to it. Yeah, I'm used to these team ups, man. Yeah, but um, being explained what was going on before and understanding that he was important to what was going on, um, I'm kind of mad he wasn't a paragon. He was one of them that actually wanted to end up being one, especially everything he's going through in Freeland. You think, yeah. especially this season, you think he would have been a paragon. He done went through some hell. Uh, but yeah, he ends up having to siphon some of the electricity off the device in order for them to try to get in and disable it. So he he's literally standing there being a, a friggin' lightning rod the whole time. The whole entire time, yeah. While everybody <laughs> around him tries to figure out what the hell to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is eventually revealed to us that some Flash at some point needs to be on this treadmill, um, or 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 it's just going to destroy the entire universe. Um, and so we wind up getting an opportunity to see flash of earth 90 
jump back on there in the I mean he was on there in the first place. You guys should have just left him there. Um but I think they they wind up I think doing something different. I don't know if it's like a reverse polarity or something like that cuz his spin like his going faster instead of helping the antimatter wave actually destroyed the machine. Yeah. It what it did was he got on and he ran in the reverse direction which hey it was. Hey, what Hey, it, it it's a flash thing, so I guess it works. If you get on something and run in the opposite direction, it works the opposite way. The opposite so, way, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he got on and started pulling the wave back into the cannon and ended up destroying the cannon, but at the same time destroyed the nineties flash. Yeah, which is heartbreaking to say the least. But I, I gotta tell you, man, for you know I think a lot of us, or at least some of us, were certainly assuming that Barry Allen, our Flash, is certainly going to die. Like it's almost an inevitability at this point. Um, did you like the build-up to that particular moment before the revelation of "I'll take over from here" type of thing? Yeah, and I like the fact that the Flash also. If people people going to have to harken back to this point, Flash just saw another ability that speedsters can have to mm. si to siphon off speed siphon force, speed force into yeah. yourself. And I can guarantee you. In some future episode of The Flash, that mm -hmm. is going to become very, very important. It always does. So maybe even um, by the end of this season, who knows? Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. But the 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 homage that they play to the '90s Flash, uh, the little clip from the you know what I'm saying the old episode where he's standing there with with his girl, you know, looking all young. They they use the <laughs> um they use the Disney uh technology to to make them young again. And uh, I went back there just to see him evaporate it and to see Barry not willing to let him do that because and wanting to sacrifice himself uh, because it took Barry a long time to get to the point where he was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, what I'm saying I'm going to be the one to do this. So him not wanting somebody to sacrifice themselves in his place and Cisco finally making a leader's decision and like, no, this is the play that we have to do, bro. Like we have to do this because even though barry was probably fast enough you get 90s flash with barry's boosted power you know what i'm saying it's faster than what barry can move anyway so maybe that's the way they had to do it since barry didn't know how to siphon power in order to be fast enough to uh, you know what i'm saying reverse the polarity of the machine so it, it, it's it's a cool thing but then barry gets hit with what happens next <laughs> So it's like I, oh, I bet you he feels yeah. like he would have died. <laughs> yeah, re yeah. Regardless, at this particular point in time, but yeah, no, I I did love that scene. I mean, that that's really what they've been building up to for the Flash this season, right? He's been trying to prepare the rest of his team to be able to make those kind of decisions once he's once he's gone, uh, and the fact that he now knows that 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 all that training certainly sort of paid off for the rest of his entire team. So to kind of see them be able to step up and finally make those decisions like that, um, it, it was really telling of just their characters and just the whole entire season in general. Is it me or is somebody always sacrificing themselves for Barry? I mean, I feel like Barry still sacrifices himself, though. I mean, homeboy literally like he's gone through a like he's gone through the speed force. He had to live there just, for him. just like, just once, just risk, once. Though. But just th just think about the burden that Barry has because he's had people left and right sacrifice himself. Whether it was uh, what's his name, um, Caitlyn's husband, uh, who flew into the thing to to blow it up, uh, and, and as recently as Oliver in '90s Flash. Like th this is within a couple of days that they they died for Barry, you know what I'm saying, for Barry to live. 
like it, it's just interesting to me on if he can really handle all this in the end so i I really want to see how grant gustin plays this you know what i'm saying when we come back after crisis on how he handles everything yeah, I mean, hey, that's the life of being a superhero, right? Like, people sacrifice themselves for you. He's sacrificed himself for for pl many, plenty of times also. So it's a, it's a terrible circle. You know, that's the one thing that Oliver Queen told Mia, right? Like, do you ever get over the guilt? And he's like, no, you don't, you know, because you're going to lose people. And so, I right. mean... It's, uh, it's, I think that's also a lesson that Barry Allen's definitely learning this season for sure. And you're right that the scene of him, um, reluctantly sort of being pulled away, uh, from watching the flash vanish, you know, like when they're trying to say, we need to get out of here, Barry, and he doesn't want to go. Um, just the reluctance. He still wants like, to, he still wants to he save him. Wants he wants to, to shut down him. the yeah. machine. Yeah. Yeah. He's the last person to leave and they literally have to tug him out of that spot. Um, so I thought that was, I thought it was a beautiful moment. And like, it's one of those things where you kind of expect the, our flash to die, but then when you get the twist and kind of find out that what, what did it, what did Barry Allen say? He said, the monitor said a, a flash has to die. They didn't say, have to say which one. So once we get that, that switch, I, I still love the moment just as much as I feel like I would have loved it. If it was I got, Barry, I got a but question. The, I got a well, question for you though. Okay. Uh, if Barry would have died. What happened on the way on the way runner would that have happened? Or Barry not dying is the reason why what happened on the way runner happened. I still think it would have happened regardless. Okay. I, I almost feel like the actions that took place there. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I I still think the same thing would have happened because Barry would have died, would have stopped the the wave. But then once they go back to the wave rider, I, I still think that it, it would have played itself out the same exact way. Um, but yeah, I, I did think I, I did love that moment. Um, even though it's definitely unexpected to me, I'm glad that we had somebody pay homage to the Crisis on Infinite Earths big monumental moment out of their comic book series. And like you said, the way that they did it with the homage going back using an, the older footage and things like that, uh, I, I thought it was just a beautiful ending to his story for a character that I honestly never thought that I would even see again uh, mm -hmm. on television. And John Wesley Shipp, who just did a, a fantastic job as Barry Allen, whether he played Henry Allen or Barry Allen, uh, it was, I think this was a perfect send off from that character from all the way back in the nineties. I, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then what else do we have here? Let's talk a little bit about Ryan Choi because we wind up getting a, a mission here with a long gated man, um, the Adam that we know, Ray Palmer, and who else is with them? Uh, Iris West goes ahead and get Ryan Choi. What did you think about the appearance of Ryan Choi here, man? Well, perfect I want to what it, it was perfect, but let me let me ask you a question about Iris that really bothered me, right? Yeah, what's going on? When did she learn how to work everything? all the years sitting next to cisco man because that's just weird like when when they say we have to do something and then she's the one comes up oh we have to navigate the function of the doppelganger in order to figure out over to isolate this and figure out where this doogie gonna go and i'm looking like huh what degree hey. do you have let's go in uh kaylin rub, rub you know rub the shoulders with her man i'm sure she's been teaching she's been learning some stuff while she's been in the, that cave over there man that that's that was just weird but it was I, hey i digress <laughs> but and she's been doing that a lot you know but i, I leave that alone but the I introduction did like how they i did like that how they what just real quick with iris um I did love just that moment that she wound up having with Barry before they wind up actually departing and kind of going ways. I think it was just a really brilliant way also for Flash to kind of, uh, I guess, like 
just reassure her that she could kind of handle herself. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. fact that like you are this amazing woman, you know what I mean? Like all the stuff right. that you're capable of doing. I thought that was just a great moment between those two characters. No, and no, it really was. I just feel like they, I think the problem that people have with her character is that they move with so far forward and then they just, it's like she forgets everything she learned similar to <laughs> excess. Well, maybe that's where excess got it from. And I, <laughs> but, but it, it just gets annoying after a while. Like, you know this, why are you making this yeah. mistake? But, it's cool, but the introduction to Ryan Troy, Choi, was uh very interesting. I I love this dude on Supernatural, so I'm so glad that he got cast in this part. He was like I think on two or three seasons of Supernatural. Um, yeah, he he's an amazing actor to me, and he played the part. You know what I'm saying to the T. And he 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 was happy to see heroes. He was amazed by. Him. I was like, oh my god, yeah. you're the elongated man, and and you're Roy Palmer, and and are you a superhero too? You know, like he's just <laughs> just fanboying fan out. Not. Yeah, he's fanboying. Yeah, so sure. so it was really cool. And uh, the him, I like the fact that even though he was a fanboy, he didn't accept leaving right away. You know what I'm saying? He started to think about his family and, you know, his new kid that was born and everything like that. But I like in turn that they used that in order to get him to come to save it. You know what I'm saying? Do you right. want to hold your son again? Do you want to hold your son knowing that you were a hero that you helped, you know what I'm saying, save? And then like five seconds later, his earth is gone. But anyway. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really glad that they also used Iris there as well. You know what I mean? Like she she's really not just this person that's just kind of hanging around. Like she's clearly going on these missions because she certainly can help uh, and certainly have some sort of assistance so for her to be able to have that sort of connection with ryan to kind of get him to uh at least understand the predicament that they're at you know that they're currently in and truly needing his help uh, i thought that was a marvelous that of all the superpowers that you do take with you it's not the superpowers that really impress him it's really getting to his heart and being able to speak with him sort of thing so i thought it was great by yeah because he, he was the paragon of humanity so who do you send the person who's literally uh as you could say the paragon of humanity you know what I'm saying for Earth One for Central City because she is the humanizing character uh, in the Flash show because everybody else around her has some type of powers or some type of abilities that can help. It's really her and you know what I'm saying uh, her dad who are the grounding you know what I'm saying cultures on that show in humanity and since they can't use him you know what I'm saying use her in order to uh, kind of lean on that in order to tell him look you know uh, convince him. It, it, it's the right thing to do so it was it was it, w- it was a good ploy it was a good play and it just it put and i think the real the real reason they did it was to put iris out there to let you know how important she is to the team and like to barry because <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. It, it, yeah. it seemed like they were making sure you saw everybody uh who was getting ready to get dusted you know <laughs> And to to let you know, like uh, they're in, they're important too, and how are our paragons going to be able to do this without those important support bases that are all there? And I think that's what they were trying to get to. Yeah, because I mean, look, we you know we we don't have any more Adam anymore. Ray Palmer is certainly dusted, also Which is very important. <laughs> yeah, and so and so now, but now you have somebody that's just as smart uh in Mm -hmm. in ryan who's now uh there with the other surviving paragon so uh it's going to be interesting to see him kind of uh have to use his knowledge and maybe help them try and get out of this situation and help save that's going to be fascinating to me to kind of see just that hero role that he's sort of immediately thrusted in you know what i mean i mean the guy's at the brink at the end of the universe right now you know 
Yeah, and and what makes me, I want to see if we're gonna get some highlights uh, from the comments because the, the one thing that I do want to see is them like look into you know what I'm saying time or whatever and see uh the specter you know what i'm saying fighting the anti-monitor i, I want to see the highlights the, those little things the modules to the comics and stuff like that but it, it's really going to be interesting because this lex twist is something that i never saw coming i i really never saw that coming yeah i did i didn't see it coming but then when i when i think about it um in the comic books alexander luther um that winds right. up surviving um does have a really significant and important role in the series um, so maybe they wanted to kind of take some form of uh, Alexander Luther and Lex Luther here and maybe continue to kind of push him forward into the story. But I, I didn't expect it at all. I didn't expect that. Yeah. The White Canary. Um, you know, they, they threw they threw a couple of wrenches in the story that were, you know, what I'm saying that we're not used to. Um, so it, it makes it different enough to make it entertaining. But they're still giving us enough of the lore. You know what I'm saying that we need. So I'm 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 all for it. And to be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of liking this live action version more. And it might just because it's different more than some of the stuff in the comic. Because some of the stuff in comic in the comic was like kind of paint by numbers. You know what I'm saying? And they're taking a couple of chances. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of other things from the comic series. I'd be fascinated to kind of see how they wind up adapting it. Um, considering the fact that we do get that anti-modern inspector battle at some point, it would be, it'll be interesting to see how they play that um, on the small screen. Um, and I'm pretty sure we'll probably start at least getting ourselves an origin story um, of either the monitor or the anti-monitor at some particular point in time, because I do think that's important for people to know um going into sort of wrapping up the finale and stuff i'll be eager to kind of see what we wind, wind up getting here in the next two episodes which we got to wait like a whole entire month for unfortunately um but I, I do want to talk a little bit about black lightning real quick man because for me i feel like he's probably my mvp this week uh in this episode if i had to pick one for me at least i love me some black lightning it it really has a lot to do with the fact that We've never seen Jefferson Pierce in this Arrowverse at all. Um, and to have as much of an impact as he did um, in regards to helping them out when they're in the chamber. And then just some of the fantastic dialogue and just moments that he wind up having with the Flash in here. Um, you know, for some, for, for some people that may, may not watch Black Lightning. You know, that they maybe you're so used to watching The Flash and Arrow. Like, they just have their shows, but they don't dabble into other shows. I think this is a fantastic showcase for that character. Um, having him to, uh, to really show who he is, not only as a hero, but also as a human being and certainly what he stands up for. Um, the fact that he even, because he's got this fantastic line that he says all the time. Uh, it's something that he winds up telling to his kids in the high school. Um, it's a motto that he kind of lives by. Whose life is this? Mine. What are you going to do with it? Live it by any means necessary. And the fact that they had him uh, plant that line in this series, I thought was absolutely fantastic because it immediately shows you what type of person that he is. And I think even Diggle references the idea by any means necessary and Black Lightning kind of shoots him a quick look. So I kind of I, I kind of enjoy that little moment there. But it's also just the moment between him and the Flash that I absolutely loved. Getting the opportunity to see him with a, a, another superhero that's not like a relative of his or anything like that. And kind of 
trying to quickly understand each other's lives and the circumstances that kind of got you there and the people that raised you and brought you to these particular moments. The the fact that they both harken back to their fathers of all people um, and, and how it really kind of helped push them and motivate them as people and as superheroes. For me, just that moment, the handshake, introducing themselves by their first name, I just think it was just a fantastic sort of introduction moment for Black Lightning, not only into the Hourverse, but to a, a, a bigger viewership of people that may not necessarily know who he is. And I just thought it was a, a perfect spotlight uh, for Black Lightning uh, this episode. But what did you think about Jefferson Pierce here? Uh, I, I really it was handled it. well. It was handled very, very well. And again, like you said, I think it made him a staple. So it makes you wonder what's going on with him to go look at his show. I think they did the same thing by uh, uh, focusing on Ray Palmer, uh, focusing on Sarah and bringing Constantine in. Since those are three of the main characters on, you know, on Legends on of Tomorrow, Legend. they kept you on the Wave Runner. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it gives you like, man, the, where they're at is cool, who they are are cool. So they're doing per the perfect thing they need to do in order to get you to go check out, you know what I'm saying, those other shows. But you called, uh, you, hard, you said that Black Lightning was your MVP. Excellent pick. But for this episode itself, I would have to go with Batwoman. Um, I yeah, let's 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 talk about that because that that's actually the, really the last topic. I was actually saving that for last because I I'm really fascinated <laughs> by this one. So yeah, yeah, the 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 fact that they teased us, you know what I'm saying with the with with the hero against hero with Bat Batman versus Supergirl, but she actually took the opposite. Uh, she actually kind of took the Superman, you know what I'm saying, route in order to talk to Supergirl, let her know that using the book to try to bring the universe back wasn't worth it because if it didn't work and they lost her they have no hope they can't win without the uh, pariah hope actually talking her down showed her the kryptonite to say if i if i would have had to use it i would have used it you know what i'm saying but i really didn't want to you know and then her offering it to supergirl like here and then her giving telling her you keep it you know what i'm saying i have hope that you never have to use it Mm -hmm. you know it, it's yeah. like they're already setting up that that, that trust that, that can yeah, be that broken yeah. you know what yeah. i'm saying that conflict that conflict uh that could happen but it, it's a very interesting thing to me because that that character is already showing me that what she learned through her trial in the crisis to become that paragon of courage is already rubbing off on her because that's the you know what i'm saying that's that's the perception she's taking and handling the thing with uh kara because if she was in an old mind state, she would just shut Kara down. She would just hit the kryptonite, shut it down. It's like, I'm not letting you do this. And it's also the complete opposite of what Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne did. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's a mm -hmm. probably the same exact moment he probably found himself in uh, coming face to face with a Superman before having to make that decision to go ahead and use it also. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I love that moment. First, I, I love the moment of just the interrogation scene here with Batwoman and Lex Luthor. I love the fact that they're asking him questions. He's not answering. He's like, she's like, screw this, man. She takes down the, the barrier and just like puts him up against the wall and cranks his arm sort of thing. It, it felt like such a Kate Kane thing to do. Like, look, I'm, I'm tired of your BS. I need to just give me the answers that I need. Uh, so I thought that was absolutely perfect. But yeah, the, the moment that we get to see Batwoman and Supergirl sort of facing off, it was a really great moment. I think just a really defining moment for, for Kate because 
Because let me be honest with you. I feel like Kate gave her even extra chances to, to change her mind. Like, I feel like if it was anybody else in that particular situation, the moment they were face to face and she said no, I'm pretty sure somebody would have used that kryptonite. But the fact that even when they are face to face and that moment's about to happen, when you think she's about to use it, she even goes that one extra opportunity. Like, no, like we cannot afford to lose you sort of thing to really get to Supergirl. So I love just that extra effort that she wind up putting in because you can tell she would have used it if she had to. But God, she really does not want to have to use it. And so I love that she gave that extra chance. Olive Oil took her down. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, what? No. OK. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Arrow yeah. to the knee. <laughs> to the knee but, but so yeah, so I just think it was a really defining moment for their relationship and especially Kate Kane. Um, like you said, learning from her trial that she had in a previous episode and overcoming that. So um, and again, it, it, I'm really loving just their chemistry and what they're building between these two women um, because you really get the sense that they're gonna be maybe. Ah, well, look, we'll see what happens with Supergirl going forward. I know they have a Superman show, but you just feel like these two women are going to be like the pillars uh, of our verse kind of going forward in a sense, because we have pretty much our Superman Batman conflict with these two women. Uh, and I, I'm loving how they're pulling it off. Uh, and it's it's been it's been fun. I want to see just their relationship develop in general. I think they're setting it up so that if that doesn't work out, they have the black lightning flash thing. Do, do you feel like that? Like like they're they're hedging their bets on on what they can do. Like if the the Batwoman, which the Batwoman Supergirl thing should work out because it I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. Ruby Rose is a breath of fresh air. You know what I'm saying to mm -hmm. this Arrowverse, and she is playing the hell out of her character, uh, despite all the negative press and stuff that they got saying that she was going to bomb at the role she's killing that role she's killing uh, the role man i feel yeah. like if, if people did have doubts i feel like people are finally it, taking a chance on the show it, it's not it's around. not it's nothing you could say about that as long as the writing stays good you know what i'm saying and the storyline stay good because remember this is the first season we don't know where they're going to go after this they they could mess right. up the entire second season we've seen it happen <laughs> <laughs> But um, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Supergirls has it ups and downs, but it's been on a pretty good uh, run. You know what I'm saying? As of late, mainly because of, you know, what I'm saying Miss Luther. You yeah, know what I'm Carolina saying? Lena stuff is really what's keeping yeah. me afloat right now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Maybe this aspect of everything it, it will be good, but it, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see if they end up on one Earth like in the comics. Like, like yeah, I'm. I have a feeling that's where it's going, but uh, who knows? I feel like if I feel like it would just be less messy if they just if they just did that, right? Yeah, but, but maybe that's just me. But then that if they're not going to make some type of league, you know what I'm saying, and maybe and have some, and have something going on, um, it's going to get really crowded because they, they they can't have Jefferson not have his family. They can't just not bring his earth back cuz that that's the end of the Black Lightning show as we know it. You or know, maybe that, we get different or maybe it does flashback but then we get different versions of these characters that come back. Maybe everybody's not quite the 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 family or the person that you sort of left behind, right? Uh, look, b b before I even go into Black Lightning cuz I'm going to do a Black Lightning review after we finish this. The fact that we get to see a, 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 a spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Black Lightning, 
but a, a version of Jennifer from Earth 1 and a version of Jennifer from Earth 2. Who's to say that when we come back, one of those don't end up actually being her daughter that winds up. You know what, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm I get hoping you. that we, I'm hoping we get changes like that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm hoping that we get changes. You want, like that. Not, you want not some, everybody comes back, but just select select people come back. You want some flashpoint changes. That's what you want. Just yeah. just just minor things just that that minor that pull things. the story along. The yeah, show that, that something big happened here. You know. Yeah, that that'd be interesting to me. But I I feel sorry for the well, villains because yeah, the, the, that's true. please because bring the bias back, please. Yeah, I really feel sorry for the villains because if every, I mean Superwoman and Flash can be everywhere and. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Beat of a dime, like ooh. now they're all on the same earth. Great. Yeah, if they all on the same <laughs> earth, Jefferson Jefferson can retire. It's like <laughs> he ain't got to do that. Supergirl's got this. Supergirl's got this. Yeah, like I just call her the Great White Hope. Come on, <laughs> come on, come fix Freeland for us. Yeah, it is it is gonna be interesting to how they play it out, but I don't think they're gonna be exactly be able to do it like the comics. I just don't think they have yeah. they don't have the world built for that. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And, and look, they still have other shows that are on other things. You know what I mean? On other streaming services and stuff. I mean, maybe maybe this will just help ease the pain of all that, right? Like, hey, if we're all on one Earth, it doesn't matter what comes on HBO Max. Doesn't come. Doesn't matter what comes on DC Universe. They're still kind of all on the same Earth. But we'll see. Um, but to wrap this up, the one thing that happened that you were hoping maybe didn't happen, Lila, she pops back up. She turns on everybody. I honestly thought she was gonna like blast Diggle through the freaking chest and kill him right on the spot. That's I honestly what it thought looked that was like. To That's what it looked like, man. It, it, the the oh. anti monitor got to her, and she it, ape and Yeah, it looked like the the only thing the anti monitor was worried about was killing the monitor. He didn't care about anything else. That, yeah, that, that's that, what that, he's that, done his mission. That's what her mission yeah, was. That's what it was, and I. I, I guess it works for the fact that the monitor was getting weaker, the antimonitor was getting stronger. So since they're similar beings, you know what I'm saying? One's the opposite of the other, that if he Im imbued Harbinger, you know what I'm saying, with, with her abilities uh, to be like him, that the antimonitor would be able to, you know what I'm saying, put suggestions in her head and be able to. So th that does make sense. I just like it better the, the other way because <laughs> it made a little bit more sense. But no, nah, that didn't bother me. But um. I actually would have kind of wished that Lila might have survived here. Like I, I think she did. To, you think so? Because I thought I saw her like get sucked in by the uh, antimatter wave, but because I know in the comic book she winds up surviving, uh, or at least to that particular point in time. I feel like when I, I think all she, the Earths are gone. I think she went wherever the antimonitor is and uh, Pariah too. Um, I would have liked a little bit more of Pariah breaking his. From bonds from the anti monitor in order to, you know what I'm saying? Man moves a little bit more. It's like the mind, like it's on you now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, think I'm, I think your connection is breaking up a little bit, man. But that, are we good now? Uh, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I hear you. I hear uh, you. But your your videos out there. We go. There we it's go. Cool. It's cool. As long as you can hear we me. We back. Yeah, but th that that's what it is for me. I would have liked a little bit more of that. But um, I like the fact that it it is how it should be. It's the seven paragons, and that th they're the ones that are, are going to be challenged with saving this world. And the fact that uh, and I I kind of dig the fact that it's not it's not Oliver. You know what I'm saying? They didn't pick Mia. Um, the fact that. 
Sarah's probably going to take the lead. You know what I'm saying? Since, since again, since her last yeah, season so of Legends is when she really became a leader. So that's going to be interesting since she is the paragon of destiny. Um, How Ryan Choi reacts to what he's going on if Supergirl doesn't kill Lex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it was kind of redundant to me to have two super, you know what I'm saying, people as paragons to start off with. So Lex is an added breath of fresh air on uh, what's going on. Um uh, we got John, John Martian Manhunter. Yeah, so Mar- Mar- Supergirl. Super. Hopefully, he'll keep Supergirl at bay. <laughs> yeah, from Mar- Mar- Lex for Yeah, sure. Martian Martian Manhunter to me is probably there just for that. Like we, <laughs> we got, we, we got to put somebody in there that can reel her in because nobody else is gonna be able to talk her out of it. This is not something I believe Kate would be able to talk her out of. <laughs> but, yeah, but because Kate, Kate probably wants to kill Lex too. So it's probably. <laughs> At this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Kate Kane, you know, it, it's going to be very interesting, uh, part four. It's J- January 14th, I think it January is. January 14th, yeah, that's when the yeah. fourth part is. It, so we got a little a little over a month to wait. Uh, are they back-to-back, or are they two different days? It's the same night. It's the same it's night. The same I think night. it's like three hours of crossover. Because I yeah. think Arrow's a two-hour event, and then Crisis is one. Yeah, I think the, the first hour, Arrow, is like a look back. Like it's gonna be like a thing, like going over the uh, the series oh, of Arrow. So? Oh, yeah, okay. and then and then was, you're gonna man, have. I was it. hoping for like a, a full yeah, yeah. three hours or something. And like then that, and but. like behind the scenes stuff and stuff like that. It's supposed to be like a tribute, you know what I'm saying, to the show. Oh, I, I believe that's what I what I read. I could be wrong, but it was on like TV line. You know what I'm saying oh, with the setup. Okay. So yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Then we get two hours of uh, Crisis back to back. Um, I, I hope with limited commercial breaks. Cause it, 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 no, because it seemed like we had limited breaks this episode. Like, it wasn't as many commercials yeah, it as it was part many. two. Yeah, part two had a lot of commercials. This one actually wasn't that bad to kind of get through. They probably um, ran all the commercials during Aftermath. It was like, we'll, we'll just put all the commercials during this. Probably. probably. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I think that actually hits majority of all the spots that happened here in this week's episode. Uh, but again, guys, these are just our A-plus opinions. We always want to know yours. So I know you guys probably have some comments over in the live chat. Um, so let's start going through some of those live chats here and see if we can have some discussions, if they have any questions or anything like that. Let's just start uh, going uh i lost my jacket this is interesting why did arrow make us like laurel and build her up and not use her in crisis um i, I mean I, I feel like they've done that they've done that to laurel a lot i feel like in the most part at least going back to like season three but i feel like she had a pr- her her story f- kind of got told that she wanted to achieve for herself by the end of uh of arrow so so yeah i think i think her moment was already she already met her moment uh we still have a couple of episodes of arrow left and i think it was more building her up for the the spinoff series for arrow so when she comes in that that's the character you're going to get because she will be around she is one of the black canaries so i i think that's what it was and just giving closure of her arc with her and um detective detective uh uh lance, lance with her and detective lance and everything like that is something that the character needed in order to really be true truly seen as redeemed because that was the issue that we were having with her is that she was never you know she was basically almost non-redeemable and they figured out yeah. a way to pull it off to do that yeah so that was that was that was definitely her story that they wanted to t- teach this year yeah um Khalid Richardson, wb selling the constantine show to nbc was dumb <laughs> It looked all it locked off the show to its own uh kind Uh same thing with Gotham. If they ever had if they ever had crossover with CW, they probably would have had better ratings. 
Well, hey, Caleb, thank you very much, man, for uh, for popping in. I'm not quite sure if we've seen Caleb much uh, around here before, so I appreciate uh, you sending that comment in. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the same thing happened with CBS, but you know, when it came to Supergirl, but they met CW was quick to be like, hey, yo, no, we we want this back. Because um, if you ask me, like, I don't think CBS was doing a really fantastic job with um, Supergirl. And I just don't know if they necessarily knew how to do anything with when it comes to superheroes in general, right? I think that that was my first type of thing. Yeah. So maybe this thing could be said for NBC. They've never really had this kind of uh, property before and probably just didn't know how to utilize it as best as they could. Yeah, definitely. They they had Constantine in the wrong time slot. That that that's honestly what was Fridays wrong. or something. Yeah, they had they definitely had Constantine in the wrong time slot, and Constantine was more of a CW. Show. Constantine, I swear, felt like something that should have followed Supernatural. It should have been part yeah, of the Supernatural it, in the CW. I totally agree with you, man. It should have been like that same night right after Supernatural. Yeah, and I don't know um, why they never pulled the trigger on letting that happen. With with Supergirl, I feel like CBS had the money. To make the show, because I'm be honest, Supergirl was boring as ever on CBS, but it looked amazing. <laughs> and then because uh, when it got to the CW, I felt like it dropped off as far as look, and it's just now getting back to the point where the show is looking like amazing, like it did on uh, CBS. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see that. I feel like if anything, it's probably a matter of CB CW or something at that time. Uh, maybe just didn't have the production budget or as much of a budget as they probably do now. Now that they've had all these seasons under their belts. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, I, and definitely, I mean, with CBS being as national of a channel that it certainly is as huge as it is, they probably had a lot of money to kind of spend towards it. But you're right. I mean, night and day uh, from season one to season two of Supergirl. I mean, just the new locations. I felt like that season just had a breath of fresh air. But, yeah, I, I will say this. I mean, look, Constantine definitely missed out on the fantastic opportunity i think to be on cw uh it is a bummer that they wind up s sending it over to nbc but I, you know i feel like he's still continuing to get praise for his role as constantine and hopefully something will will come will come of it for sure he's um, doing amazing I, on legends right now if you want to check him out and it's still the same vibe as the constantine show with him being on legends so yeah they definitely would have thrived better uh on cw for sure yeah uh, we got uh we got my man i feel back he said the only things they needed in this episode was the human target and the Green Hornet. I would love to see the Green Hornet, honestly. I can't even lie. I would have I would have marked out. Like I don't even think I've been able to finish watching the episode if I saw the Green Hornet, because I would have just kept stopping and <laughs> rewinding just to be like, I can't believe this is happening. Um we got Khalid with another comment. Uh he agrees with you. This is why I say crossover episodes need to be feature length, an hour and a half minimum. Ooh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, goodness. I'm assuming, I'm assuming he means every episode, huh? An hour and a half minimum. Yeah, it it, it will work in this format. What they're doing with them being on different days, but you remember the last crossover? They were doubling up. They were doing two a day. Could you imagine oh, trying yeah. to sit oh. for three hours? God, <laughs> no. Dude, I'm so glad. Like, yeah, I can do. I can do one a day, man. The one a day works so much better. I Look. Feel like Look, the bar, the part two in Black Lightning is murder. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, Arrow and Flash being on the same day with trying to do reviews is horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really. Oh, I, I can only imagine, man. I can only. Imagine. Um, we got Karama says tomorrow birthday. What's up, best Karama? Hey, happy early birthday! Happy yeah, early definitely birthday. happy early birthday to you. Uh -huh. Also, want to give a quick shout out to uh, Tracy Lee. Nah, so had a great, had a great camera. Lucifer I got, had the I got, 
I gotta give Tracy a shout out. Sorry. Yeah, that was the best cameo of the of the crossover so far. Like, yeah, like I, would, I would probably agree with you. Yeah, for sure. It was totally unexpected. Like, I was like, oh, I've heard about it, but I was like, I doubt that they're gonna do something like that. Like, no way. <laughs> but hey, it worked out great. Uh, I lost my jacket. Is anyone else tiffed that it just seems like they really didn't care hundreds of Earths were being erased except for uh, Kingdom Come Superman? Felt like personal stories took away from the actual crisis and Flash, no doubt. Um, no, I think I, for me, I think stopping everything at the end, they were just trying to get as many people as they could to Earth 1. And I, I and it it, it was going to be inevitable that it couldn't stop other Earths from being wiped out. They they were making their stand at Earth One, and they knew that. And they were doing what they what they needed to do to bring people back. The people that were gone on, I feel like on personal missions, were ones that really couldn't help in that regard anyway. Yeah, they felt like I mean, because they were pretty much all sent on personal missions. You know, everybody kind of had their own thing to do. I think it's really only Superman that kind of because I feel like he's been going in this episode. He's going to several different Earths trying to help as many people as he can. So I think he's right. getting an opportunity to see firsthand, especially him being solo, uh, exactly everything that's happening. You know, whereas everybody else is focusing on so many other things that they have to accomplish. That if Superman's one job is save as, as many survivors as you still can, he's probably at ground zero more than anybody seeing a lot of stuff that's kind of going on. I honestly really love that sequence that we wind up having when he comes back onto the wave riding, kind of gives that speech. Because even Lois asks him about the black on his S, mm-hmm. saying, like, because hope shines through the darkness or darkest something. Night. Like yeah, it shines yeah. through the darkest night. Yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. And it just and it honestly just continues to solidify how great Brandon Routh is as Superman. I mean, I feel like nobody could have delivered that kind of yeah. uh, lines like he could have. Yeah, definitely. You had Flash and him who had to go and try to stop, you know what I'm saying, the monitor. They they all they all had missions to try to say. So in in regards to in regards to how I think they were worried about the other Earths, but they were actually trying to stop the crisis at the same time and doing what they were going to do. The only I mean, people I feel, the only people I feel like was on a really personal mission was like Mia and Diggle and them. What were they going to do anyway? Yeah, and I, <laughs> I would even add uh, Supergirl to that, right? Like she's literally trying to bring back her uh, Earth thirty eight, right? And yeah. save billions of people that yeah. wind up dying there. And so I don't, I don't think it's just her Earth. I think she was going to see if she could bring back her Earth, and yeah. if she could bring back her Earth, she was going to try to bring back more. So I think that that that's what she was trying to do. She was trying to figure out if they could use the Book of Destiny in any way to just, you know, what I'm saying, revert the crisis uh, on what was happening to start off with. So they were trying. It's just that each person in their own way was doing it, and they had to, they had everybody had to fail in order to end up where they're at right now. So yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, it, it, for me, it's like complete. Like I get what he's saying, but for me, that that kind of reminds me of like. Um star wars the force awakens where like five planets are killed immediately and like nobody nobody freaks out or really talks about it for the remainder of the movie or anything like that and we just killed like six billion people or however many 10 billion people uh in, hey, in 10 seconds it, it kind of uh, rushed over you know hey it, it when it comes to it it wasn't the first for a lot of them it wasn't the first time they saw it happen and it was it was nothing they could do about it if you look if you look at leia she's like well i saw alderaan get blown to smithereens i mean no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get. It. I'm just saying. But for, but you would you would just like a human emotion to come out. But when it comes to this, they they're superheroes. They're not supposed to have human emotions in a crisis. They can have their human emotions afterwards. 
But again, like you said, I'm a bit like you even stated, they, they are showing it, but still in their their own kind of way, based off of this yeah. situation too. Uh, we got time wasted. He said, "Leave it to Lex to white out Superman's name out of everyone. Every everybody on that list, he gets rid of Superman." Of course, man. That's his mission, right? I mean, Homeboy is doing that part too. His, I just want to kill all the Supermen that I certainly can. And in his own crazy way, he manages to do it, right? It's funny because he doesn't put his name over anybody else's symbol. No, he's no. like, I want the man with he the, he, with the, he crosses out the symbol and writes his name like his name big. Yeah, big. He didn't draw his own symbol. He didn't draw the Lexcourt symbol. He made that would have been dope if he would have crossed his name out and then drew the Lexcourt symbol. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, it, it's just, it's a fantastic moment, honestly. Like, I was like, what the hell is happening to Superman? And all of a sudden, when you see this Lex Luthor, you're like, oh, yeah, freaking genius, man. Yeah, I was going back and I started mixing Marvel and DC. I was like, okay, is he dying because he's at the end of Earth and he's out of time yeah. or, or something like that? I, I was tripping out. And then when I saw him turning to Lex, I went, oh, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah, freaking Lex. Man, freaking relax. Definitely. Perfect. I love John Carr, man. Uh, we got a couple more. Yeah, go for it. We got Jay Sullivan who said this ended like Infinity War when the bad guy won and half the heroes have died. When it comes back, it'll be like Endgame. Uh, I can see where you're going there, yeah, but to a certain extent. Yeah, but, but view, they're sure all that's left. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. They're, they're all that's left. There's not like a, a population still on Earth. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. Like, it's literally Th seven people. Yeah, Thanos only only decimated uh, half the population. Like it's literally only seven people left right now. The seven paragons, yeah. and they're at the end of time. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I definitely understand where Jay, where Jay is uh, harkening back to. It definitely has that vibe, though, right? Like a ton of mm -hmm. people get wiped out in Infinity War. We still have our heroes. How are they going to save them? Sort of bring them back, sort of thing. So yeah, it definitely has that vibe, like uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, it'll just be interesting. I feel like maybe the ramifications will be different, though. Different. I think yeah, the ramifications be way, way worse than yeah. what it was in Endgame. Uh, he also said when Crisis come back, they're supposedly starting with the backstory of the monitor and anti-monitor for okay, the Arrow episode. So, yeah, so that's probably how, the, if anything, I think that's probably how they'll open it up with, maybe. Uh, and let's see. Um, I feel, again, said, I believe the doppelgangers are going to merge together if they all have to stay on one Earth. Oh, Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I'll be see. I'll I'll be surprised. I'll have it interesting to see what happens, just because of the fact that it's like, since we do have seven people, we really don't have any doppelgangers left, right? So, what if if they do bring everybody back? Yeah, I mean, I guess if they can all have like a little bit of different traits from every, like some of the other versions that we've seen, that would be mm -hmm. that would be pretty cool too. I would be okay with that. Yeah. That'd be really interesting to see what happens with that. I'm curious to see how they're going to do it. And I, I, the, I trust these writers more than I trust the DC Cinematic Universe writers. <laughs> so um, I'm curious to see what happens. Love the head nod between Black Light and Diggle, says Daryl. I, I loved it. It was so subtle, but it was great. It was like, yeah, brother. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, brother. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah, the, the moment that he says, uh, no matter, uh, no, uh, what did he say? Um, whatever, not whatever the cost. Damn it, what was it now? I lost it. By any means necessary. Any means necessary. Every means necessary, man. He's like, yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely. This, man. See, uh, God, this is the reason why I really need Black Lightning in Arrowverse, man. Because I, I just feel like, considering the fact that he's a father, he's mm -hmm. a teacher, he's clearly a leader. Man, I just think he would just add such a fantastic dynamic, uh, almost like a like think, no West to, to the Barry, to Barry. Yeah, Allen. I think I think he could set uh, JJ straight. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Like, yeah, I think he could set JJ straight like so that future that. doesn't happen. I like that. Like, yeah. hey, we're gonna put you in. We're gonna move. We're gonna move to Freeland. <laughs> hey, yeah, you, you go. You going to this school? They're <laughs> <laughs> going to Garfield High School now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. Do you think they missed out on like uh Pariah handing Diggle like a ring? Like here, this is for you. Like I, I went I'm, and got this for you. But I'm not gonna say it's over yet, right? Because we still have two parts. But man, I was yeah. hoping we'd see something like that in this episode. Or, I really was. Or or I got one even better for you. When they in purgatory, they didn't run into uh Sam and Dean in purgatory. <laughs> if I would have saw Sam and Dean oh, chasing man. something in the background of purgatory, I would have marked out. <laughs> or yeah, or Sam and Dean and Oliver just hanging out together. They just walk yeah, across. That, the they're like, guys yeah, like, they're like, they're just sitting at a fire or something. And then like Oliver's telling them about uh, being only MU and stuff like that. And then they're telling yeah, the stories about. Stories. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, missed opportunities. We've been wanting an hour on Supernatural crossover for the longest time. Yeah. It was perfect. That, that's all we would have needed. Like them sitting, they're sitting, they're sitting at a fire. You know what I'm saying? You see the car in the background and they're sitting and Diggle walks up like, who are they? For real, for real, and they attack Constantine, thinking he's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Or, Lu or, or Lucifer popped up, right? Like, right. That would have been fantastic, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, for S. Caroma, Justice League two together, Earth one. Do you think? Um, do you think the way that this is headed, if it's, if this is in fact true that maybe we get one Earth in general, do you think there's a possibility that we do form the Justice League? I don't know if we get a Justice League, but I do think we might get uh, JSA since that's something that's already been established in their lore. Interesting. I think we get a Justice Society, a Justice, a Justice Society of America. I think mm -hmm. we, I think we get that. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they can play with the name Justice League. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they oh, have the legal rights to use that. <laughs> But um, Justice Society of America, since they already play with like the JSA, um, I think that's something. Well, I, think that they would have, I think they have the right to use it. I think it's whether or not WB will will let them let use them use it. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I mean, who knows if they don't have if they don't have any plans for a Justice League movie anytime soon? Maybe they're like, hey, maybe you guys can use this. Maybe they'll just call them the JLA or something like that. Justice League of America. Maybe they go that route. Yeah, I mean, either or, it uh, either or would be good to me. Um, I just see, I see the JLA built different. Uh, for modern times, I really feel like this lineup that they have works for the JSA, and it uh, it'll just tie into everything that's ever happened. You know what I'm saying? In the verse to start off with, and and I need, uh, I would honestly need, I think Barry to start it, to mm -hmm. to make it right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think yes. I have a feeling that we'll probably get something along those lines of a Justice League, whether it be Justice League or Justice Society. I think they probably will form a team like that. Like I can literally see these dudes getting a Hall of Justice set up. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I can I can literally see them like still clearly having their own shows, 
But like, hey, if we ever need to come back together now that we're all on the same earth, you know, maybe we should actually have a team sort of thing. I mean, give me Black Lightning on a freaking Justice League team, man. Give me uh, Batwoman and Supergirl and, 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 and The Flash. I, and, I eat that up, man. And honestly, hold on. <laughs> Martian Manhunter even. I'll take him on yeah, the team. And, and <clears throat> I don't know where this came from. I guess I, I might be on to something right now because I normally sneeze when I'm right. Uh, if you get Black Lightning on a team like that, and let's say he's training and teaching people, maybe that's how you bring in a Static Shock. Ooh, very nice, very nice. I still want to see Static Shock on on Black Lightning, but yeah, you're right. I mean, on the Black Lightning show itself, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe him, Anissa, and Jennifer can kind of form their own Outsiders team or something like that. Yeah, or maybe Jennifer dates him like she does everybody else, and that's everybody. all fun about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then one last shout out here goes out to nicole i was surprised to see lucifer yeah by far like you said that that's your cameo of the that's entire my, that's my yes so they, they, they're gonna have to do a lot to top that it, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna it's gonna have to be like a sam and dean making a cameo in order for them to top that i don't even care if they're sam and dean they could just be like standing at a freaking cash register like a mall rats homage or something <laughs> like that in the background right yeah nice Nice. Well, hey, guys, um, other than that, I think that will certainly go ahead and wrap it up for us tonight here. Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 3 officially wrapped. Um, don't worry, we will, in fact, be back uh, next month to go ahead and continue with this collaboration and crossover as we get the final episode of Arrow uh, along with Legends of Tomorrow to go ahead and wrap it up January 14th. But we will be back before then. Don't worry. Uh, the channel will still certainly be active. We clearly have our shows that we're going to be breaking down and doing for you guys. Um, I believe after we do. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> after we get done here, I'm probably going to go live real quick to talk a little bit about the Black Lightning episode that was leading into this. Um, so if you guys give me like 15 minutes or something like that after that, uh, we'll probably go live and do a Black Lightning review. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, Nicole's like Jennifer only dated one person. What are you talking about? If you don't think she's gonna end up dating or flirting or liking old boy with the long hair, oh Brandon, <laughs> yeah, uh, she she's hard yeah, flirting I mean, with Brandon. You, you that, just, that, you that see the future happening. Yeah, you see that coming. <laughs> I will say, if anything, I, I'll, I'll leave that title up to Anissa. Man, uh, Anissa just wants to date everybody. I feel like she gets around on that show <laughs> for sure. There's a reason why Jennifer gets on her ass all the time about it. Yeah. Um, but um, but yes. Yeah, so don't worry, guys. We will in fact be back. Uh, and of course, we've got our uh, A plus hero report every Sunday at eleven o'clock Central Time for you guys that we go live. Um, so definitely, certainly join us then. Got a lot um, to talk about this Sunday on that too. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that winds up dropping. Um, if there's any other crisis stuff that winds up coming out, or even in regards to our shows like Batwoman, The Flash, Arrow, Black Lightning. Supergirl, we'll we'll certainly all talk about it there until the shows certainly wind up popping back up. But guys, other than that, I certainly hope you're enjoying this crisis event as much as we certainly are. But again, these are just our A-plus opinions. We want to know yours, so let your thoughts be known in the comment section box below. Indy, if people want to go ahead and reach you out on social media, sir, where can they start following you at? First and foremost, man, mash that subscribe button right here on YouTube like this share it hit that notification bell so you know when we pop more stuff up because i'm always here at a plus opinions reviewing some of the stuff that you guys like to check out but if you want to follow me personally whether it's for music podcasts and everything else instagram twitter all that at nerd mix alpha 
Awesome. I, I always appreciate having you, Andy. Thank you very much for doing this collaboration with me, man. Uh, but guys, if you want to go ahead and follow us here on social media, you could certainly do so right here at A Plus Opinions. We're on Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. Uh, and of course, hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. We love the content that we're certainly providing for you guys. So until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Keep it A Plus.